So what do we? What's what's the name of the podcast? That's probably a good starting point. Is figuring out what we're gonna call it. I was thinking calling it Grove Court. Grove Court. <laughs> Full Grove. Full Grove. <laughs> Do we gotta name it like, or do we gotta name it before we upload it? Obviously, yeah. But, like we could record it and then. Yeah, we can call it the Grove Skate Shop. Grovecore. Grovecore. Grove Grove Maybe we'll just go with that for Grove now. Grovecore podcast. Grovecore yeah. podcast. Episode one. Episode one. Grovecore podcast. So what were we talking about last night? Really gonna ask me that? <laughs> oh, we were talking about like just the industry and like how everything's kind of gone overseas. That was one thing we talked mm-hmm. about. We talked about you got to remember some of it. I, I honestly, it was a good conversation. Should have been recording it. So let's see. <laughs> we have no topics to talk about. Um, I think a bit the first thing we should do is introduce ourselves. Cause we're yeah, yeah, yeah. People, that's right. right. So, um, starting off with the podcast, um, my name is Brandon Aldridge. I'm Dylan Moore. I'm Levi Stacy. And for those of you who don't know, Levi Stacy is the owner of the Grove Skate Shop, and I am the, I guess, owner of Full Core Scootering. And Dylan is a team rider for. Both. Both, Both of us. Yeah. So, so uh, the uh, the skate park. What do you plan on doing with the indoor park? So, like a ton of people, like every day, come in and ask me about the park because I opened my mouth up like three months ago <laughs> and got the buzz going. And so, like every day, people come in and ask me what's going on with the park like have you started it what's happening and at this point i i haven't done anything but i've got big plans like everybody you know, it's got a lot got of hype plans. around it though for when it does open yeah though, it's got yeah. a lot of hype around it it'll be the only indoor skate park that's in southeast within Idaho. within <coughs> like what 70 miles? Yeah, the closest one to us is what? Uh, Crossroads. Crossroads, which is in Ogden, Utah. It's a couple hours away at least. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it, uh, I love that place. Honestly, it was a good, mm-hmm. it was a good mm-hmm. shop. They had everything that I would expect in a shop, you know, and then the park on top of it. So, really, for me, space-wise, we're probably looking at, if anybody's familiar with that shop in the park, Similar, I say similar square footage for the skate park compared to Crossroads. Yeah, I feel like it's a different layout, so I don't think. Yeah, it's more. It's more like squarish. Theirs was more. Theirs was skinnier but longer. Yeah. So I mean, taller ceilings. I think through most of theirs, like same level ceiling. Yeah. So I'm sure it's around the same like square footage. It's just different layout. Different layout and. Like you've got that already built mani pad too. That thing would get it. That thing would be sick to get a little session. The sometime. one that's concrete in there. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you just get like the farm equipment and stuff out of there. Yeah, and that won't be. I mean, it's gonna be hard. I, I say it's not gonna be hard, but everything's harder than what you think it's gonna be. 
Um, my biggest challenge right now is just time. You know, between, you between the two businesses that I run, the shop and then the, our other business, you know, and then finding time to still enjoy yourself and you got family and it's not like I can be there all the time. Well, I, I would like to be, but, um, but we will. We're like, so we got a, about half of it, maybe not quite half, a third of it that's, I would say probably 20 foot ceilings oh, yeah. in it, maybe and a little it's like taller a, it, than that. It's almost like perfectly square in there yeah. too. Yeah. Like it's not like long. I feel like you get a really good layout. Yeah. A really nice layout back there too. Yeah. And, the, and you know, and uh, as far as park layouts, I'm gonna have to rely on people for advice on that too, because like, mm. I got an idea of what I would like to see. I'm like, because uh, I'd like to see like a mini pipe like what we have at our mm -hmm. park back there. But yeah. I almost would like to see it like our mini pipe, but with the spine. Like our mini pipe, yeah. but with the kinda spine. Yeah, kind of like what like Crossroads has. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that two foot mini pipe. Yeah, but thing. make it like a four foot. Yeah. With just a mellow spine in the middle. Because mm -hmm. I know that if like you got some mellow stuff too. Kids are gonna, kids are gonna enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you could have some gnarlier stuff, but there's gotta be like, like beginner learning, because yeah. that's a the good, honestly, easy, right? I'm still a good variety yeah, of yeah. like ramps and obstacles and stuff. Um, do you plan on making like your ramps yourself, or are you gonna contract someone to come in and make them for you, or are you gonna buy like prefab just, stuff? Just like everything it? that turns out awesome, it's. It, I, uh, I feel like it's just going to be a bunch of people that are interested in it and are willing to help. Uh, something like this, I think, is going to be way more expensive than even I'm anticipating it being. So it might be one of those deals where we just kind of expand as we go. So if we can get enough in there to get open, you know, to where it like at least piques people's interest and it's fun, and then just expand and add things. So it might be one of those deals where instead of like a grand opening, it's just done, open the doors, people do come in, it's gonna be like a process. I would like know? to see like a 15 foot, 20 foot rail somewhere back there where you <laughs> just can just hop on it and session. It doesn't have to be like tall, but just like a foot high, 20 foot long rail that you could session and get a bunch of crazy yeah. Lines on. Have ever taken you to uh, Devitt in Boise or Meridian? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that wood wood park. That like really long yeah, like long square like square ledge, ledge rail. rail. Yeah, yeah, that thing's like 30, 35 feet. Mm -hmm. and, like you can like I always try to like board slide like the whole thing or even fifty. It's an, and it's but fun, it kind of it's, it's kind of cambered a little bit, so it makes it really hard to challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think. In the part that has the lower ceilings, which I think they're probably eight foot ceilings, maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. I think you could do a two foot little ramp mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, where you could have like a street section. Yeah, because nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be going crazy on a two foot ramp anyhow. No. So it's gonna be for you know learning people like learning how to drop in. in section too. With like I feel like the lighting. If you watch edits, usually park lighting mm -hmm. is brighter yeah. and mm -hmm. if that section were like a street section people would want to be like dude let's get some clips in here the lighting for a street edit is sick and there's some sick obstacles mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah yeah
So definitely things, I want everybody to feel welcome. I don't want it to be like overwhelming. Like if, if somebody comes into my shop and buys a scooter or a skateboard for the first time, Oh, yeah. And they want to go in there. You don't want them to walk in and, and be like, okay, this is too much. You yeah. Know? Like, I definitely want to have a section. And if it's too big, it'd, it'd be pretty much, like, you know, made for, like, bikes, pretty much. Because I remember riding um, Wasatch Indoor Skate Park uh, down in Salt Lake, and it was a BMX indoor park, and it was all, like, wood, like, box jumps and stuff like that in there. And it was way too hard to hit on a scooter. Yeah. Like, oh, that's... <clears throat> Do you ever go there? Uh, no, no, but... That's a question I had for you. Is what would you do about like BMX riders? Yeah, because you'd have to definitely to like layer I up mean, the ramps to make sure that it's like well, not getting holes in it from bikes because there's so much. They're landing. Bi so much well, bikes are just a no go, and it's not that I'm against them or that I I don't think that they're awesome. And I you know I think that's as good as anything else. I I, I mean that's my motto. Like you know I personally. I have most of my experience for the last, you know, since I've been 14, 12 years old, has been skateboarding. Yeah. So it's what I gravitate towards. Right. But it, with the shop, I mean, and with scooters becoming so... Mainstream? Just so <laughs> mainstream and so popular, yeah. you know? Um, that's kind of like with my shop I try and do is like, I want it to be all-inclusive. I don't want people to be like feel unwelcome because they're skateboards or vice versa. Mm -hmm. right. It's just, I think they're both equally, I think everybody can get along. There doesn't need to be this weird vibe between the two sports yeah. because it's ne neither are going away. No. You know, so what's and the I point, mean, right? We're all like something that I, I say it towards skaters because it's usually skaters that give scooter riders hate. Mm -hmm. Like, what they need to get is that we're all at the skate park to do the same thing essentially. Like, we're there to ride. We're there to have fun yeah. and like do something with the action sport of our choice. Yeah. Right. Whether you ride blades or BMX or scooters or if what, I could whatever. if I could throw on a pair of blades right now and go to the park and I knew I could just absolutely shred it. Shred it yeah. You bet your butt I'd have a set of blades on right now. Like it's. It, I mean that's just a fact, right? Yeah. I mean blades are sick. I think blades are super safe. Some people are naturally more natural in one mm. sport than the other. And I don't hold that against, I mean, anybody. Nobody should, you know. It's all, we're all on the same team, for sure. Yeah. We're all doing, we all have the same idea going yeah. to the skate park. Well, it's just healthy. I mean, you know, that, that's a big part of it. It's healthy. Keeps people out of trouble. Gives them something to do, whether it's bikes, mountain biking, <coughs> snowboarding, skating. It's scooters it's all the same it's thing. all positive it is yeah. good things you know so but bikes won't won't be allowed in the park and that, that that's more just also a safety issue yeah because it goes so, so fast well yeah. fast and there's just so much metal and it's mm -hmm. you know so somebody gets wiped out by a bike i don't poke a tell we have this bmx rider oh my gosh <laughs> kind of a douche to be honest with you like he's an ass he just Rides through the park, like, doesn't pay attention to where anybody is and just transfers all the ramps. You'll be riding in the mini ramp, and, you know, like, mini ramp rules if somebody's in it. You don't drop into oh, yeah. it. You don't go into it. Like, right. you'll be shredding the mini ramp. He'll just transition into it and cut you off and just keep going. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, like, wait your turn. Yeah, wait, wait your turn. You know? But, you know, maybe down the road, if we, at the shop, 
expands because I've actually had customers ask, like, hey, you ever going to get into bikes? I can't say I'm not. You know, yeah. if there's a market for it and there's enough people that want that. It's just not really a big BMX community. Yeah. Around, you know? It's really, like, mountain biking and, like, road bikes around here. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, I'm not against stocking a few BMXs mm-hmm. here and there, you know? Yeah. And then at that point, down the road, you know, it'd probably start with, like, an outdoor, like, I've got enough land there yeah. to where I, I maybe could put something together, like a little dirt track on the on the outside mm-hmm. of the building for the summer months, you know, Yeah. and start with that. The, the thing with that, too, is I think, like, you'd have to know how to work on bikes as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you don't know how to, but, like, mm-hmm. to get everything, like, like true and rims and oh, stuff yeah, like that, like, I have no fucking yeah. idea how that works. Yeah. So, kid friendly man, kid friendly. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how many uh, like little kids do you have coming in, like trying to get sponsored? Uh, a lot. All the time. Yeah. Like you get messages and stuff like it's that. It's not so much that they just like come out and sh- straight out ask just me. Do you sponsor me? Yeah, they, I mean, I've had a few of that. <laughs> And I, and I don't but I mean it's definitely not a, an issue that bugs me it's not even an issue I, I think it's awesome you know that you got like that's that's the goal right like so many a lot of people so many people like that's like that's you goal. start into the sport and like the end like the ultimate outcome of of what you're doing is someday yeah it's going to turn that's into a sponsorship or a job or it's going to make me money or whatever it is yeah. you know but i think a lot of kids they don't really realize the like effort the effort and, time. and like kind of job mentality you have to have mm-hmm. behind like a sponsorship yeah like so representing like, and like putting like out content I, and stuff like that i think like me that. and brandon talked to you about it uh <laughs> that like asking for like talking to a, a sponsor about getting sponsored it's like a job application mm-hmm. like yeah you want to introduce yourself like you want to be like this is where i'm from like mm-hmm. this is my preferred stuff like <clears throat> so on and so forth right it's like it's like a job interview well that and it's like you know you say you go to you you, you you're working on this like video part and like you you've been working on it for six months or something like that and you're mm-hmm. like okay like i want to get it sponsored by aztec and i'm going to email this clip to or this this video to aztec and like i'm going to get sponsored by him but it's like they don't even know who you are like you're just some random kid that is yeah, trying to get some, a sponsorship well i mean i mean just not to cut you off but the thing about that is imagine being one of these companies that is known worldwide mm-hmm. and imagine how many people are on the earth or are even involved in the sport you they're know? just like dude and you, i want to ride for them right i mean i i wonder and i don't know the number but i can't I, i'm not sure on a daily basis i mean their inbox whether it be email or tapes being mailed in or whatever it is like i'll bet you it's like every day just like this it daunting sure thing to go constant. through this you know because not only that but like you've also got like whenever I post a clip on Instagram or my edit that I posted on there, I tagged Proto Scooters and I tagged a bunch of scooter companies. So they also all have like all the tags they gotta look at yeah, if they okay. even look at them. Proto liked my edit, that edit. Right on. I freaking tagged them and they liked it. They got super hyped. Yeah, that. that's that cool. Yeah. So it, it does show that they are like watching yeah. out there. But well, yeah. and, they and, are and watching. I, I honestly feel like that's the more like organic way of doing it instead of you know all through you progressing as 
you know. And this comes from my experience of like working with team riders. You know, I've personally never been sponsored. I've, I'm on the, the I'm on uh, yeah I'm yeah. on I was always on the shop side, uh, the industry side. I do, I work with reps and you know companies, more so on the snowboard aspect of things. But you know instead of having that mentality like you just got to push yourself and throw yourself out there to everybody, mm-hmm. I feel like, and I think more people are doing it is you got to build yourself as like your own brand. I actually just read this in in, in a Thrasher magazine, like everybody a lot of people are just skating for themselves but they're putting themselves out like on social media so much yeah and they're just getting really good at like the video editing Mm -hmm. like the filming part of things and they're almost building their own brand themselves on like social media right yeah and so what's happening is like just like proto liking your deal you know it Eventually, you'll get you'll get noticed. You'll get recognition, exactly. You know, you'll get followers. You'll get enough people that are watching your videos or whatever it is you're doing, and then that's when those companies are gonna really be like, okay, this right, person, yeah, this person, somebody. Because I to feel get. like I honestly feel like mainstream kids that are trying to get sponsored, it doesn't really happen to them. I feel like it's more or less like the underground riders well it's that don't really like throw themselves out there majorly it's Mm -hmm. just like a clip and edit here and there but but they're like such good clips and edits that it's like he may not post constantly but right he knows what he's doing and they're probably setting themselves different than other people you know they're not doing Full whips and kickflips yeah, and I everything. Like they have like a total different style that's more eye catching, and so like yeah. companies are going to be like, "I want that to represent the brand because it's hit the the way that this person rides stands out way more than than the general inwards and bry flips and things like yeah." That. So look at it this way too. This is another way of looking at it. Is you've got this person, person A, and then you got person B. You got person both equally as good. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, let's say B's even a little bit better than than Rider A, but you, Rider A has this insane uh, social media. Social media following. Uh, you know, they're they're known through maybe their local community. They're known on social media, Instagram, Facebook, maybe YouTube. Maybe they got a YouTube channel, things like that. And say they've got, you know, conservatively, let's say they got three to five thousand followers that are, are watching them, right? And then you got Rider, Rider B here that just uh, posts, that, that posts, posts, say, Instagram once a month. Mm-hmm. Sick Rider, you know, doesn't, you know, another thing too, personality. Mm-hmm. Personality is you know, huge, yeah. Like, you've got Rider B, maybe, that is, like, shy, standoffish, is that maybe uncomfortable with putting himself out there, but Rider A is just super friendly outgoing says hi to everybody yeah. things like that yeah. even though writer B's better writer A with you know because that company is looking to to even though they're sponsoring that writer they're looking for it to benefit their business them yeah and so that, those 5,000 people the, yeah, that, that the, the love him yeah. you know he's gonna post oh I'm sponsored by this company those 5,000 people are gonna go out tell you know it's gonna be a the way it works. Yeah, Meeting right. that, that rider is going to be way more memorable right. and like you're going to be like wow like if this dude has like a signature product or like he rides through this company I'm going to be way more hyped like on hyped on like that company and his stuff than like this dude who rides for whoever and is right. just being a total 
douche to right. the kids. So I feel right. I feel like that's the brand. It mm-hmm. kind of goes along with the writer B being better than writer A. I feel like because you know you got like Lakai, he throws a bunch of like gnarly huge air tricks and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But then like me and Brandon, we prefer ledges and rails and like little jibs and stuff yeah. like that. Different style. So yeah. I feel like with not necessarily kids that don't know what they're like, they don't understand the tricks as much. They see the like the they big see the big stuff flashy like way stuff more flashy, yeah. way more flashy, way more flashy and harder. But like, it's hard to determine which style is like actually harder, more, more challenging. Challenging because I mean, like you've got an inward in a park style. Those that's like that's a tough mm-hmm. trick right there. But then you've got like a back lip whip mm-hmm. in a street style, and that is a damn hard trick right there. So it's just kind of like, or even just it's like hard to put decipher like if you're trying to decide between a street rider and a park rider and which one's better. It's like way hard to. It should be way harder to decipher that, but it's more or less like this kid's got the flashy tricks. Yeah. Well, that's and that's marketing. Him. That's again. That's that's the company mm-hmm. knowing what their what their uh, perspective uh, customers are and what's going to get their attention and and that I mean that's the fact I mean even with skateboarding you know mm-hmm. like uh, you know flying off a, a crazy set of stairs yeah. and going draws. huge is going to jaws are going to drop yeah. but yet there's probably some flat ground trick that it's it, just it would be way harder same, yeah. right Mm-hmm. So I mean that again, it's like marketing, and I would say and it's really like what you want, like your brand to like represent too. I mean, because like you could, because you, you, like, you could tell. compare like like Triad to Proto, right. and like they have way different riders on Triad than they do on Proto, right? Or so. like like NV to uh, Tilt, right? Mm-hmm. Or NV to But NV has TSI. a really big like mix of riders. Like they got some crazy street riders, and they have park riders as well, mm-hmm. like Raymond Warner and. Yeah. And then and then you got John Reyes that's like who's like flat. he's a street flat. He's like, a flat king dude. He's just it, like you've seen like flatline BMX. Yeah. But he does that on a scooter. Yeah, I've like seen I've seen some of that, you know, like long manuals and just you know, just crazy flat ground stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. But you know, I would think if if someone say uh, I would say versus getting locked into one style. I think a person would go further being See, diversified. Yeah. I can, I can and they ride do. both styles. I can. Yeah. I just prefer one of the over, right. one over the other. So look, I ride that style more. Look than at the Dylan other. Morrison for example. Dylan Morrison is freaking. Like, you know that who that dude, is? He writes for AO. He is freaking. He he insane. used to be this like insane like I mean he still is like an insane park rider but like he he made like a street edit like six months ago or like a year ago. And or so and it was just like crazy yeah and, and he was throwing like park style tricks like in the streets in the but it was yeah, just right. like like this dude can like literally ride any kind yeah. of terrain and i think that's what you know if you're I, I would say if you're going for like a big sponsorship a company like i would diversify as much even if you prefer one over the other divide your time up so you know divide divide your time up whether you're enjoying yourself as much doing one thing or the other film at all like yeah because i mean i can devote time ledges and rails but if i'm comfortable riding a spine or a mini ramp 
I can I can get jiggy with him. Yeah. I can shred it up. That's like what I like. I've been wanting to like work on like my transition kind of more because like park mm -hmm. style is just like it's always just scared like the hell out of me. Like I don't like I'll I'll like barely boost above coping and it's like I feel like I'm like six feet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like because I see that's up like me here, snowboarding but my man. feet are like way down here and it's like I feel like I'm so much higher in the air than I actually yeah. am. So it's like I just like I really just like want to work on like transition and like core. That's why I really, I hated it when everybody started filming everything because in my head it was like so great grandiose like these things i was doing like they seemed so big and so rad and then like all of a sudden cameras came into the mix and they were filming you know and i'd be I'd, there'd be like a little clip of me riding or something and then i'd see it and i'm like oh well crap that was only like two feet you know like Dude, i thought I it was huge. way higher yeah. <laughs> i swear i swear that i was, was, like I, was six feet, I jumped dude. off a cliff and it was like a four foot snow drift like you know but <laughs> Anyhow, that would just be my yeah. I get a lot of kids in the shop, and I think it's awesome because it means that they're you know got a little determination and drive to to do something with it. But I would just say don't expect anything too quick, you know. And don't that's definitely something. like I know that because I I originally rode for Beamers. I that summer that me and Brandon made that edit, I worked like. I've Me and Brandon did I've nothing but ride every single day, yeah. nonstop. I worked my ass off for it. Like and I it was takes always work. Like pushing you to try yeah. something new. And that's another thing. Like you want to try and have somebody to help push you to try new tricks. Because even now, I'm definitely a lot better than I was when that edit came out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Brandon's the one that got me to like. Try this, dude. Mm. See that big dude, ass rail right there? Dude, I do it all the time. <laughs> it's like the, the, the bank rail at the, the skate park here. Like, it took me so long to convince him to do it, and he does it second try. And I was like, see, it's not that bad. pulls it off. Yeah. So, I was, gonna, I was going somewhere with that. Like, pushing yourself. You know, that's another thing about being sponsored. People don't take into consideration. You continuing know. to progress. Well, yeah, continuing to progress because, I mean, obviously the sports, it's like skateboarding. The stuff that everybody, even s snowboarding and, and skateboarding, I just know more about, I'm more familiar with those. But the sport, you know, because I, I got out of it for a long time, you know. Life came in, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm now I'm like going back to like reliving my Dream, what you dream, wanted to do, what I wanted younger. to do, right? Mm -hmm. it, because for me, most people are like, I, well, I want to be sponsored or whatever. Well, for me, it was like, I want to own my own, like, yeah. I want to own a skate shop, I want to have my own team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's kind of like what I'm different. doing with like full core is like, you know, like riding like as hard as you possibly can forever mm -hmm. is not possible, right? So it's, it's like, I am th that's like my way to like stay connected stay with connected. Like, the community and like be a part of scootering yep. still is like kind of having like a YouTube channel that people can like watch whatever on and um, you know, making parts and stuff like that for people and that's that's just what I gravitate towards but like that's just something that like people got to keep into consideration when they're thinking that they're gonna get sponsored and it's gonna be like what they want to do and stuff is it's so like fragile in my opinion because it's you know, they want life. You got. You know, you might have kids coming yeah, into the I was picture. Just gonna say, you yeah. get a job that That's you know my you, you're issue. relying on the income from your job because you ain't there yet. 
mm-hmm. and you were saying that earlier like if i get hurt like if what I do i what do see, i do because right? exactly like people ain't gonna I, pay my bills i love money but i've got a car payment i've got to make like i've got things that i want to buy and stuff like that and i enjoy money but i absolutely love scooter riding so i gotta go to work to make my money mm-hmm. and then do while riding life things um, yeah and then while riding I gotta. I can go hard, but I also have to keep into consideration not to do anything too gnarly that'll get myself hurt and put me out of something that I love just as much as. In the long run, though, that probably that mentality—not that it's a wrong mentality—but that mentality is probably gonna knock you out of the runnings. Yeah. For say a corporate sponsorship yeah. with mm-hmm. a company, because you almost got you know that's a sacrifice you gotta make like. I might cripple myself and never walk again, or I might cripple myself and I won't be able to get a normal job or do the job sure. I know how to do. Or ride, you know. Or, yeah, yeah. Or ride. And people, so like sponsorships, kind of over. Like, it's kind it's of overrated a in a way. Well, it's kind of a tricky game, dude. It's mm-hmm. the people that are just so determined to do it that nothing else matters. Those are the those are the people. They're willing to sacrifice. Absolutely everything. everything to get to where they want to go, and I, I give props to those people. But for ninety nine percent of people in the world, it's it's not a real it's not it's a realistic not a, thing. Yeah. A shop sponsorship, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, like that's, that's small. The, that's potatoes, the beginning right? of it, though. I yeah. mean, it like gives you in, that. Like in my mind, when I first got when I first started running for members, I was like, all right, this is my first like sponsorship. Now a year from now. Let's see where I'm at. Let's see if I've got another shop that's like, dude, you're sick, and I want you. Yeah. Come ride for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I came and ri- I came and started riding for you and Brandon. So it's like it slowly takes off if you continue to progress. Like mm-hmm. once if you start riding for a shop, don't just call it quits and stop progressing keep pushing yourself unless you're happy with that unless you're happy with that but if you want something if you want to ride for like an actual scooter company a corporation keep don't just stop progressing and doing the same tricks keep trying new stuff keep progressing so that you can try and see where it actually takes you yeah and another thing to add on that and like the the money part of it and like having jobs and stuff like that is I don't mean to like bring up like the beamers thing again on the podcast <laughs> but like um um where the hell was i gonna go with that um the a lot of those guys they didn't you know they had jobs and stuff like that but it was like it seems it seems like as soon as they got onto like a a, a shop sponsorship they just kind of like that was the end goal and that was like it. and it's like they, they had like there was like what 12 people on the team and they're all freaking they're, they're all kick-ass riders. Yeah, they all, like, shred, but it's, like, yeah. they just don't shred. Like, they just don't go out and ride. And, like, they don't, so, they don't do any kind of content or anything. I would almost think at, the, at, the, at that point, you're right. That's exactly what they want. They want to, they, they, their goal is to go out and get a good job, probably have a family at some point, build a normal life, but, like, they, they like riding, the but they, yeah, well. and if they can keep just going just enough to where like the, the owner of the shop or whatever is happy mm-hmm. then it then it work then it's like a mutual ben- mutually beneficial arrangement at that point yeah you know and that's what 90 i mean that's what like most of the shop writer 
thing is about. Yeah. Y- you know, writers hit a point to where like they kind of lose a little steam, interest in it. Then someone else will come in. You yeah. know, it's kind of like. Nah, but that's, that's the thing that like, made me mad yeah. about it was like they. You know, I was always. How often was me and you trying to get them to go out and ride? We were like, always playing trips hey, and stuff. Hey guys, me and Brandon are coming down to Idaho Falls. Anybody want to ride? They just leave our messages on open, and it's like you're all su- like you're such good riders. Just, just do it. Just come out and shred with us. You're all freaking badass. You got some crazy stuff you can do. Come shred with us. Right. But they just, they never. We invited them to the street jam. Uh, we went out to St. Anthony's a couple times, and I think we went to Rexburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean... Yeah, it was just really hard to get them to do anything, and I just didn't really understand why, like, the owner, like, kept all of them, keeps all of them on the team when it's like they don't really represent anything. Well, like, from a shop perspective, and we had this conversation, and I, like, you were the first person I... Uh, Oh, garlic bread. He didn't. He didn't fart. It was garlic bread, guys. I smell that garlic bread over there. So, but uh, <laughs> they can't smell. Through the I know. Well, yeah, I mean, he was know. sniffing, and I'm like, they're gonna wonder what what he's sniffing, like dealing the fart for anybody that's <laughs> for anybody that's listening or watching. We're at Levi's house, and his wife is making chicken Alfredo with garlic bread. So and it's homemade, oh. homemade chicken Alfredo from scratch. See, it ain't from I'm, not an, I'm not an Alfredo person. Oh, you're gonna oh, love this. Alfredo, oh, you're gonna I make can, you know, I can enjoy homemade garlicky. But maybe we beat that into the ground that topic of like sponsorship. But that, I hopefully people take something out of it. You know, like, yeah. it's good stuff to think about. Like, is this something you really want or or not? Yeah. You know. It, you think you might want it, but is it something that you just want to put in your bio to say? Like, right, I get, did get, that. get attention yeah. for because I know it's a lot of kids are like that. Um, so, what is your take on rider-owned companies versus corporate companies? Me as a rider, dude, I don't know. I feel like rider-owned just means a lot more to it, the actual community when, because like you forsake. You're not only do you own full core, mm-hmm. and you're like making something out of it, like you're getting your own riders and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're you also still ride, like yeah, that like uh, that shows. Oh, he's got his own company. You know That's the parts sick, are gonna be, but he rides driven too. towards more um, riders, like because I don't know riding like. A deck, say that's made by a corporate company rather than like a rider-owned company. You can tell the difference between the two because like sure. rider-owned companies, they know what they want mm-hmm. in a deck, and so like they just feel different. And like yeah, uh, say like Envy or Mad Gear, like they're really just making stuff that's just poppy and flashy that looks cool. Oh and yeah, would would sell. Yeah, for sure. That- but I mean, corporate companies they also bring in a lot of money into the the sport. This is like a topic that like Scooter Brad like kind of talked about, and so can you say follow the channel? Yeah, subscribe to the channel. That's so sick. Yeah, I you know that's a that's a good like that's a good like point though. Yeah, because you know obviously there's got to be that fine line because you got to make money right, mm-hmm. and the corporate companies are really good at making a yeah, lot of money because there's some business guy that sees they know potential. It's yeah, they they see potential for business in the sport, and so they're like, yeah. okay, well I'm gonna hit up uh, the man, some manufacturer in China, yeah. which 
you know, nothing wrong with that. But they don't know anything about scootering, so it's like they don't know really well, how to make parts that are good for scootering. That yeah. riders want to ride. Yeah. Or riders that know better. Right. I guess, but I also yeah, riders that get onto these companies like Mad Gear or Triad or Envy and stuff like that, like because those companies have so much more money, like they're actually able to just pay their riders so monthly to, to actually ride for them. Which buys also their silence if there's a part or there's something that they don't like about a particular thing yep. and you're getting paid for that. Are you comfortable voicing? I mean, obviously you've got some play if you've got like a, a pro scooter or a pro complete or something like mm -hmm. that. you got some say in what happens with that to an extent, I imagine. I don't know. But I also bet that that money is pretty nice to have and I also think that if there's something that you see that isn't quite up to par or, or, or something along those some lines. that's just super trash about the deck. But right. It's like you're, are you going to say anything? Yeah, you because get, you're you getting money from this company yeah, because right? you ride. And it's still going to sell because yeah. you know that, you know, 9 out of 10 people that are buying that don't aren't going to know, know the difference anyhow. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's a small niche that knows. I was at work today and I was like thinking about like sponsorships while I was working <coughs> and uh, I like those retro V3 bars the proto ones because they're taller yeah. and mine are 28 and a half right now but when I get those ones I thought I they were 29 I thought you cut a half no, I cut an inch and a half to 28 and a half okay but uh, I th the, like 28 and a half it's even getting a little bit uncomfortable for me they're like too they short. feel like they're getting shorter for me. See, I so I think with when I buy those bars, I'll probably only cut them down to twenty nine. And that's like, so crazy to me, like height wise. Yeah, because it's, it's like insane. I tall bars. I don't know how many times, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of scooter riders out there that's done it. But like when you hop up something like kind of tall, like I've literally hit myself in the balls with my bars because they're so tall. Yeah. And it's like I, I hate that. And but it's like I mean you it's can't something you learn though. Like yeah. it's it's you learn Just like get used to it. Yeah. Like where to direction your bars and stuff, or at least I have. And I, I feel like he'd be like trying like lift your bars like way up, you know, above your like, head versus yeah, like you don't really have in like this the, area. You don't you have know? the leverage to get the pop I mean, because your bars are already up. And here. you're going up here. But then it's like it, because you're riding 29 tall bars probably because you're riding SES. Yeah. You have to ride like a 23, 23 and a half inch deck to make up for it because like the if you ride like a 21 or like 21 and a half. 21 and a half. Yeah, like you have like the leverage is wrong. Yeah, it's the um you, you loop out easier because it's like the bar to deck ratio. Yeah, it's like way high, high right? Yeah. Narrow. Well, so I like, was taking that like cuz I like the I like my tall bars. Mm -hmm. And it's from what I know, Proto's the only company that makes bars that tall. I think Affinity makes them 30 tall. Yeah, and Affinity. Mm -hmm. But, like, let's say I somehow managed to ride for Aztec. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the standard is, like, none 28. Of, yeah. yeah. None of their bars are, like, my comfort with height. So, like, what... What do you do about that? Okay, I love your decks and your forks and your clamps, but your bars yeah. just aren't. You'd have to just be a, you just for me to ride. You'd like, have to ride like a freaking full knuckle product yeah, to get it well, to like raise it like 
two more inches. I feel like at that point, you just got to be confident enough and good enough at your riding to where the slight difference out of your comfort zone of what is perfect for you, mm-hmm. you can still make it work. Yeah. And you know really, I mean? like, it's getting used to different sizes yeah. and stuff, too. Because, like, I rode 22 wide bars for, like, the longest time. Which is those. what I'm at. And yeah. And I, I got those... I got those brother bars. Perfect or what? Oh, my. 20, when I first cut those, dude, my dimensions, like, perfect for me. 20, 28 and a half by 22. Just, like, perfect for my bar twist. Because bar twist, definitely my favorite trick. I can throw them absolutely anywhere. Right. Insane with those. And 22 is just such a perfect width for, like, the way I throw my bar twists and my bar spins and stuff, it just matches it perfectly. It's so nice. Yeah, I'd say at that point you would honestly, in your scenario, you'd have to ride it, get to where you're in a position in the company where probably you got to say, and then I would let you in the R&D and maybe like design your own set of bars Mm -hmm. type deal. Mm -hmm. You know, you ain't going to start out there, but I mean, I think you could definitely get there if you stuck with the same, you know outfit but have you seen those new brother titanium bars i haven't have you seen the new tilt three series yeah those aluminum t-bars that are like super thick and then the deck you gotta get some of those i know there's a lot <laughs> of stuff i got <laughs> i know <laughs> i mean that maybe we should talk about that kind of like not to bounce all over the place I but go for it i just you know with the and this kind of goes to our conversation last night about the industry mm-hmm. and kind of like the way it is right now with like the pandemic and the economy and then like the export import thing you know because I mean let's be honest 90% of probably more than 90% of everything that we buy regardless of what industry you're in is, is, made, in is made in China yeah, it's coming from China my decks are made right? in China so and so we've got like this interruption I would call it and the <coughs> supply chain that's making things like more difficult, less readily available to get. Yeah. Um, so, and I kind of talked to you about this too. I really hope that through this whole thing, and I'm, you know, I'm not in charge of anything that anybody right. does, but I honestly, personally, miss the days where, you know, everything was made in America. Things were made yeah. in America, you know. And if you did get something that was made in China. It was priced accordingly. Nowadays, it seems like everything's made in China, but the, instead of being like, oh, well, things are affordable, more affordable, mm-hmm. you know, obviously these companies are going to get as much as they can. Right, because um, they can order an abundance of parts right. for super be, be, cheap. Before, these companies were saying, oh, well, that's made, you know, yeah, we don't make our stuff in China, that's made in China. It's not as good as our American-made stuff. Right. And so, in turn, what that did is it made those companies that were having stuff made in China, they were having to, like, say, okay, it's made in China, but it's this price. Right. You it's know? an American company, but it's made in China. Right. Which is why Proto and TSI and Affinity and all that are so expensive, because they get all the material and everything to make it in-house. But I love that. Dude. Yeah, and it's... Like, I hope that everybody has that mentality. I know no, it's not always easy, because a lot of people don't have a lot of money. Right. But... You know, I'd say if you can do it, do it. If you can't, don't beat yourself up. But if you can do it, do it, dude. Yeah. Like American made. Yeah. And so I, I give props to those companies. Yeah. I really do. It's you know? a lot of money to invest into, which is why I think probably why Proto hasn't moved to a wider deck is because it costs a lot of money to get more 
material, like material which is make crazy. Because I feel like if Proto made a wider deck, dude, they'd pop. Yeah, they'd and people have literally like candy, been like, dude, they would go insane. I, that's literally like a huge topic in scootering right now too. Is like why Proto hasn't moved to a wider deck, and I mean they're always like super far behind on like decks. Like it took them. Like, they were, like, three or four years behind on, like, the five wides. when like, yeah. That was, like, the standard. And then they've been making the five wides since, like, 2015, 2016. Right. And, like, now all these companies are making 5.5, 5.7, and 6, and even past 6 now. Strategically, and, it might not be a bad thing. Yeah, but... They he, might be being smart. Yeah, but he's over here making, like, signature SCSs and, like, signature wheels for, like, people that, that ride for him. And mm-hmm. it's, like... The only thing that people want is just like a wider deck. proto space deck. Yeah. And I think they teased on the Instagram of theirs uh, that they're making a 5.5. Which still, like, you know, 5.5 has been out for a while. And right. it's like, it's moving they're gonna, up to they're gonna six. get. Like, we got the 6.66 deck. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that was, that was, limited a, that was a limited run, but, but like, AO, also like, have the, the Brian Noise yeah, deck is 6.2. 6. And they make a couple decks that are. A couple signature decks that are yeah. six point two, so it's like they're gonna make this five point five, and then the rest of the and then industry gonna is gonna keep to moving, like and then they're gonna be stuck behind you. So just out of like just you know, I don't know everything that there is to know about scootering. It's new to me, you know, yeah. most of it. I know enough to steer you into quality, basically. If you're mm-hmm. looking for a complete like, <laughs> the ones I carry, um, but you know, I'm still learning a lot. So what? How long has it been that like there was this like change to like wider boards, longer decks? So like, it's where it really caught on. I want to say twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, because AO was the first one. Because five five wide was like the standard for two or so years, and then AO came out with the five point two Sagem deck, right? And they had the some other deck that was uh, a five-two as well, and then Aztec they had the um, the Tesla deck, and then they made the Fountain, and then they were just like, we're gonna just jump to six, and then like they, the Aztec was the first one to go to six, and the whole like scooter co- like industry was like scrambling to like catch up to Aztec, yeah, and so like a lot and of companies now, are still trying to catch up. Even to now, the six. I feel like five-five is. I feel like five five is pretty standard right now. Yeah, and that's probably like my favorite. Size. So, but you say like let's say two thousand eighteen, and it's two thousand twenty now. Mm-hmm. So that's two years. Now, if we jump back to like a like a four point seven wide uh, park style deck, how long of those? Which I mean, probably they, was ninety nine percent of the scooters on the market. A lot, a yeah. Long, long um, time. How long was that like? When those came out to like say 2018 or well, whatever. Well, because I know like uh, even boxed decks haven't been out for like a super super long time. There was a few companies that made box decks, but they weren't like perfectly like square in the back. But with right. the uh, four seven fives, um, I would say probably like 2014 to maybe 2015, and then like I think TSI was when they came out with the sledgehammer deck. Um, that was the first one that was five, and then companies were kind of jumping on jumping the, the on five wides. But I mean, like four seven five, like back then was still like considered like a street deck. Right. But like now, like you look at it and like, because I remember riding a Pandemonium in 2015 in an Ethic Pandemonium, and it was 
22 and a half by 475. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I look at that now, and it's like, I would never ride a 475 again. Di- I love that deck. I thought it was huge. <laughs> and it was sick. Deck. Yeah, that one. And district decks. Which back. is crazy, because if you go back and watch that original edit mm-hmm. in those scrapped up pants I was wearing. Sorry. Waitress? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get off camera. Here, come on. Waitress. Waitress. Yeah, look, we're all empty. We're all dry. Um, Haley, come on. Uh, in that edit, I in those few clips, I was riding the uh, four seven five district deck. No, that was four three. Four three. That was four and a quarter. Yeah. So like so that thing was like literally narrow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and which is crazy because those like two or three clips, I got a. We were one of them was a street clip. I got a. You got like back fifty. Not that one. It was at ICU in the planner. I got a feeble one eighty bar spin on this tiny little narrow deck, and I like now. I can't ride anything smaller than five. Yeah. I can't. The, and even five the fact that you even like were able to do fifty fifty. Yeah, on it. and then another one. I I believe I did a. You did front feeble. 270 out and then I rode up to the ledge in front of it and I literally I don't know how it was first try I got into a 50-50 180 out of it. Half cab bar? Half cab bar on a freaking deck this that wide yeah. and now I can't, e- I can't even 50-50 naturally like I just I remember can't. when I first got my first pro scooter it was a Mad Gear Team Edition from like 2010 and it was I think it was four wide, but I know a lot of decks. Like I think like the razors were like three point eight, yeah. and it was like uh, I remember those because yeah, were just, they were like know, three point eight. Yeah, and I, right. I have a, a pro model, a razor pro model, and that thing is like super skinny. And I remember my friend uh, Bubba, because um, I, I got the four point oh one, and then he got the Mad Gear Nitro, which was like the best one that they right. had at the time, and it was four five. And like I hopped on that thing and I was like, "Oh, this so is wide. so fucking wide, oh. kid friendly, freaking wide." Thanks for the apple juice. Thank you. I love apple juice. That one's mine. I think. What kind of what, what's, what's the brand of apple juice? Same. Tree top. Huh? Great value. Tree. Great value. Sponsor this podcast, even though it's. Not professional at all. <laughs> so, so the the one the last uh, viral video had ocean spray ca- cranberry. So we got to get. I mean, think about getting sponsored by Walmart. Great value. <laughs> Great. Come on, dude. We got to get the song now. Maybe I can. Maybe I can sell full quarter <laughs> parts. Here we go. At right here. Walmart. Huh? This is our apple juice. Would anybody out there buy full core scooter parts if I sold them at Walmart? Maybe not. That might be a huge. That <laughs> that, that's be a huge. At that, point, <laughs> at that point, I don't think you would care. If no. you, I mean, you know, all you gotta do is do that initial sell, and you're you're in the Bahamas somewhere. Right? <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm I'm already retired. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just my thought on that is like maybe Proto is playing it smart because if you know if say the four seven or whatever the evolution has been, maybe you know, and it was say from say it was like eight years or nine years or ten years. Maybe they're we're only two years into the five. Dude, yeah. watch. Maybe they watch. might just no, be like no. Maybe they're, they're, they're they're it wasn't a fad. They're waiting for the next like dramatic. 
deck change. Jump. No, watch. They're, they're waiting much, for it to go to like a 6.5 and then they're, they're just going to jump on. Jump no, to the 6.5. What five. they're going to do is they're, because they're, like you said, they're still at the 5. What mm -hmm. they're going to do, because we're still like, companies are still making 6. What they're yeah. going to do is this deck they leaked, it's not 5.5. Five. This thing's like six, seven, six, five, maybe. They're just gonna, they're just, it's just gonna, gonna like be a coffee table jump. on wheel, two wheels. See, man. okay, but the thing with the wider decks is like, I think the fork and wheel compatibility needs to jump up a lot too. Dude, I wish they'd stand. Let's talk about like, like we, standardized. Yeah, so we, and that's something that I've been wanting to talk about about a podcast as well is like standardization. So like, still the standard to this day. For wheels is twenty four millimeters wide, by which is crazy right. because decks are getting wider, and with a skinnier wheel or even about a smaller it, you wheel, turn, you scrape, scrape, you, yeah. no, you scrape, and so yeah. it's like wheels really need to jump to a thirty or a, a twenty eight, thirty wide by either one fifteen or one twenties. So what? What? How does height? Like how does diameter? So like uh, for example, I carry some inverts. Mm -hmm. And even the uh, triad like, or the, or the uh, district parts or yeah. the district, they you all are one one fifteen to one twenty. Yeah. So, to, like, what? Explain to me what the downside of having that height is, and then what maybe what the benefits would be. Well, the thing with um, like one twenties with me at least is I like with 110s I like how low my deck sits to the yeah ground. that's that's and like with mean. 120s your deck sits up higher and so I just I feel like I have to like reach farther down to get a push, to push. but the also the thing is is like I think if like you know we're gonna move to like bigger decks you gotta move to bigger wheels so that way you're not you know scraping and stuff like that on the ground I think like head tubes either need to be like a little bit longer, longer because with like nose blunts, when you throw on like 120 millimeter wheels, not like you have little tiny like room for nose blunts. Right, and like yeah. It's just super hard to do nose blunts and stuff like that. And so like I think head tubes need to be like longer, a little bit longer, or they need to kind of and then the angle forks it. a little bit shorter and yeah. So you, your deck's still low, mm -hmm. but you got the big wheel. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's just kind of a weird there needs to be some like standardization there does especially with compression oh, yes God. that's something SES that, and that's needs cool. to be standardized like ASAP dude that's what's cool <laughs> I, can, I can work on a scooter especially SES but the IHC thing I struggle with it dude you over tighten the compression it like pops out a well, little bit a and your bars cheap, won't pop cheap on ass like either way dude it's just standardized SES it'll get because then you can get any size bars you want, and you've got the half inch if you wanted it hind a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. just I standardize even, it. It makes it so well, it's much not even, easier. It's not even it's, that either, but it's like, the thing that I see a lot is like, you see a lot of kids riding NV Prodigy S8s. Yeah. What kind of compression does it come with? IHC. IHC. Okay. So these kids, they're, they're, they're riding this complete for nine months or something like that, and they're like, okay, I want to get the new tilt. Uh, rigid fork. Mm -hmm. Well, that's SCS compatible. Mm -hmm. So, what you wanted, what you have to do to change that is you got to get the fork. Then you got to get an SCS compression, right. uh, the, the clamp. Right. And then because with IHC they have the cut in the bars. So you got to have the bars, or you either have somebody that's capable of cutting, cutting, the, bars, cutting the bars, and then your bars are just going to be short. 
So okay. it's like you either got to buy new bars or you have to cut your bars and have them short. So right. it's like you're in a pickle. Yeah, you're in like a whole bunch of money because like fo- like the, I bet those forks are probably like ninety dollars, mm-hmm. and SES is at least like seventy, uh, and then bars depending on what you get are like at least anywhere 90 from like to seventy to hundred. Yeah, and and it, you know, and if they standardize it, shops would be so much freaking happier. Oh, and, and then they yeah. make like that. That would mean that everything I got in my display case, you know how to work is getting, on well, like perfectly. No, no, it, like just anybody that walks in that door looking for scooter parts. Everything I got in that case it's is gotta work. Yeah. I can't you know? read it. I said y'all are gonna run out of stuff to talk about on your next podcast. No, how long have we been rolling? Fifty-six <laughs> minutes. Minutes. Fifteen. Yeah, seconds. we gotta cut it. Dude, we'll, they, we'll, I heard this deal like forty-five minutes is like the cutoff. We'll, 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 we'll do it in an hour. We'll do an hour. We'll do four we'll and a half minutes. Yeah. Okay. For three and a half. I was gonna say six, but I'm kind of retarded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the companies even make like um, HIC mm-hmm. forks, which are like SES compatible ones, but the fork is longer. So it's like you if you headset spacers, yeah. So you got to yeah. run like an ass ton of headset spacers, and then your 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 SES sits up off the fork even higher, and then and because your bars or you got a lot of flexing on that, and then you break your forks. So it's like yeah, SES I, is the most. Compatible with bars. Right. You can run standard, you can run oversized, you can run aluminum, you can run titanium. So, run any kind of bar with Do you it. think they should standardize bars? Like, is there a benefit no. to having oversized versus standard? It, that's yes per, and that's, no. that's kind of a personal preference thing because some bars are heavier than others. Personally, I like a heavy scooter. Yeah, and a lot of people do. I like a, a heavier no. scooter. So, I mean, if I could find a pair of oversized bars that I enjoyed, I'd ride them. But the thing with oversized is um, they don't <clears throat> bend like standard does. Because with standard, because it's such a skinny Right, yeah, I get tube, that. So why isn't you're everything landing just... And you're, like, you're sitting there, and the bars flex, and they flex, and they flex. And then the bars the, end up yeah, being bent right, backwards, and then you have to flip them around to bend them back the other way. So why do they not just standardize oversized? Right. Don't know. Yeah, I mean, is there would there would there be people upset about that? Probably, probably because they're it's, heavier. It's heavier. But then, like with titanium, you want oversized or because with, sta- with standard titanium, because it's skinnier, it flexes a whole lot. You can feel it, but with right. um, oversized, it doesn't flex as much. Right. So, and then you got to play in the fact of like uh, back sweep. You know, if you're running standard bars, like say like Till Centuries, those are all standard. Mm-hmm. So right. they uh, they have five degree back sweep. And you get those to get bent backwards like that. You can't flip them around to bend them back the other way because you're going to be holding on to it the other way, inverted the opposite way. So that strategy doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I know it probably yeah. is cool. Maybe they're actually comfortable. Maybe. They're actually pretty comfortable. I've got a pair. I've got a set of uh, Radcrow Sig bars. Back sweep. Slight bit of it is it's actually pretty comfortable. I like it really. I look like three. I don't really yeah. like like five degree. It's way too much. But it's pretty comfortable. It's just with the bending. Mine, the ones I have are oversized, so mine won't. So my thought though bit. is like if you're doing a trick and you're doing like a bar spin or something like that, and you don't have the time before you land to quite complete that last twist, and you land like 180 where your forks. You know, backwards, but you stick it, you land it, but your bars are sw- like sweeped one way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, 
Yeah, I've almost you're like this. Like, to me, like straight is just in yeah, my mind. It's, it's yeah. most comfortable. It well, just the, makes thing, sense, the thing with know? like uh, back sweep is like I've noticed like with like bar spins, you bring it around, it almost kind of seems like because of the back sweep, it takes longer for that bar to come back to your hand because it's bent out this way. Right. When, so you got that second. When you when you don't have back sweep, it's closer, it's so you can get <coughs> the bar is quicker and not have to worry about catching it too late Go about 15 seconds well let's i say we wrap it up but i think part of it too we should ask anybody that maybe is crazy enough to be tuned in right now to uh <laughs> uh you know if there's a place to comment you know things like that like maybe topics mm -hmm. i mean some that, topics some things just that we can so talk about on the next anybody podcast. who's listening out there you can message us at the grove skate shop on Instagram or full course scootering on Instagram and just give us some uh, topics that you guys want us to talk about but yeah I think that wraps it yeah. up for our first episode it was kind of a jumbled Janky. mess everywhere we had we had no topics we had no topics written down <clears throat> we just, just kind of covered the basis the, of went off the brain dude we just yeah, it's more of the freestyle, man. It's like, you know, Free, we, the, we the freestyle podcast. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's what we should it's call it. Freestyle, freestyle, freestyle podcast. podcast, maybe. We'll, we'll figure that out. But anyhow, I think just thank everybody. You know, thank yeah. anybody that listens to this. You know, if we get this up on YouTube, mm -hmm. you know, go watch it on YouTube. Like it, do whatever. We got to get that all figured out. Mm hmm. Um, and then other than that, just like buy full court wheels, buy support. our decks, come yeah, into buy the, the Grove Skate Shop and meet all of us. Come into the yeah, and I've, we've got like a skate team, a scooter team. They're, I mean, this is just the beginning, so it just happened to be we were together tonight. But like in the future, I want to have you know Liam and Chris and you know Isaac and Talon and anybody mm -hmm. else on here, and we'll mix it up. Yeah. It'll be a good mix, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm so. super down to talk about you know, skateboarding. Yeah, and it doesn't even really have to be about scootering the entire time. I was just kind of pulling ideas out yeah. of my head. Well, no, because like we covered the park, we covered yeah. some good stuff. We did. I think we did. Yeah. I think so. That's a wrap. That was okay. good. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm Brandon Aldridge. I'm Dylan Moore. Levi Stacy. And uh, that's that'll be the wrap for the uh, the first episode. See you next time.